0: Hello all, this is Blonde-Haired Girl. I want to do another podcast about Trump. <laughs> um, yesterday, I, I, I live in a community that is really, really, really conservative. Um, I don't know if that many people know this, but... I don't live in Maricopa County, but Maricopa County in Arizona was the highest Trump um voting of any any county in the nation for Trump in voting and I guess has a really, really, really big, um, I don't know this culture, but I don't even want to talk about that. I just, um, so I was driving along yesterday and I was, I want to say the word triggered because I think it's a really good word. I was triggered, um, by this bumper sticker. And I really, I really kind of want to talk about that aspect that he, his name, like he is a, is a, um, like a stereotype. He's a, um, he's the perfect like example of the type of of male bravado that somebody like me or my I'm just going to speak only for myself that I just am really really like it is just such an affront to m- me personally um just Like, anyway, I have talked in previous, um, uh, podcasts about this pretty extensively. Um, (laughs) so yesterday I'm driving along and I'm, and I'm getting once again, because my brain, when I see it, it, it just goes straight to this. This feeling, this, um... and another thing I wanted to say was that I didn't grow up with this, in the sense, in my home, my dad was the complete opposite. I grew up with a a dad that when I when I was a really 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 sick baby. Um, they thought that I had some kind of um, hemoglobin or gambiglobin, I don't know what but I had some kind of immunity issue as a child, and I Was really sick. I had really high fevers. I was on a lot of antibiotics I was like sick all the time and they actually didn't know if I would survive at the time back then Um, and it was my dad who took care of me and I remember it I remember my dad coming into my room and checking on me and back then they used to put alcohol on our chest Um, I'm not sure if it's preferred but it was just so sweet and he used to take care of me as, as a baby and even when I was older he he was my dad who drove me to school Um, my dad was really really active in my life and he was a Roman Catholic but not he wasn't like a male bravado type of man he was incredibly strong but not like Trump. In fact I I'm, I'm and he was a, a a Republican. I don't think he would have ever um changed parties. He he was a Republican, but I don't know what he would have thought about Trump. I, I've thought about this a lot because um I, I just don't know what he would have thought about him. Um my dad was a Really, really devout man. He was just, and and he was incredibly smart. I was thinking even yesterday about how he used to tell me that someday there's going to you're there's going to be like a computer. You're going to be able to wear a watch, and I that's a computer, and I laughed at him. I'm like, oh, come on, Dad. And voila, we have you know watches that are. Computers now, a cell phone that um that it's really all that I actually need to stay current in my in my occupations in a sense, like I can get emails on it, I can reach people text i I can get on the internet i mean <laughs> I can get to documents. I could even Google on my phone if I wanted to but I don't, I use my um, my laptop for that but anyway um, he was incredibly smart this man, I, I don't know how many people I've ever told this but my dad actually worked on the spacecraft that went to the moon he was living, my parents were living in um Florida at the time and he worked on the cooling systems for the um the moon landing they and I remember he was just he was really um I'm just having this memory about it was just so incredible he my dad carved these crosses he carved a lot of crosses and he was you know, he used to call it the triumph of the cross and he um, he he made them out of wood obviously when you carve them so for the space shuttle when the space shuttle crashed um, we had one that actually blew up in the air and we were all Watching, we were all. I remember it. I was a. Uh, I was at a. So I would have been like eighteen, nineteen years old at the time, and I was in like college. And um, I remember what class and everything when it blew up. And so then my dad, he ended up making this this, cross. But not only that, he made a um. A Star of David and... Um, he he made these symbols of other faiths. And he, and he put them together to make something that looked like a space shuttle. He ended up giving it to Barry Goldwater. I don't know where it is. Um, anyway, my dad just... And so so I, I go into the world, you know, with this completely amazing idea about men. And then I find out quite interestingly throughout my life that a good deal of men are not like this. I mean the other thing about my ma- my dad was that he was incredibly dependable. He showed up. He he came home every day. He he was incredibly dependable. Um I knew that I could count on him. I knew that I could I could count on him. I really couldn't count on anyone else in the world. I just could nobody was was like him. I mean, I remember coming in at night and my dad would know exactly when I came in, but he would also know if I was upset. And I remember he he was really really careful with me, too. Like he came from a generation, but and I am just so incredibly blessed to have like such an amazing dad but honestly he never really like hugged me hugged me ever in my life he would give me kind of this side hug but he was so careful to never give any um, appearance of impropriety ever and so nothing could ever be mistaken with him that he was my dad was not even remotely creepy and i mean not even remotely but he every once in a while he would do a gesture that was just so sweet and one day i had had a bad date something happened with a guy and i came in and and my dad just took my face in his hands and and he just kind of embraced me and he said he said go wash your face and go to bed so this is this is what i grew up with and 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 so and then to have men be so differently over my lifetime and in in these ways of of oh it's just everything I don't know how to describe it exactly but this competition that this idea somehow that men are better than women smarter than women sort of like the women serve a purpose in a man's life like like this um I used to use profanity regarding this, but <laughs> I'm not going to do that in this, but it's sort of like they, they like having someone to hang out with. They like having someone to have sex with, they like someone to like take on um, trips with. They like, you know, to go to the movies with someone, you know, the, all these things they like to do with a woman. But it's not really like loving her it's not it's not like like looking after her, making sure that she's not in the sun it's like <laughs> like looking after her needs like like it's not like endearing like um caring for her it's more just the man is living his life and she serves a purpose you know and then this this idea of marriage is marriage is just like the weirdest thing with this too I mean because then you have all kinds of stuff you have like a maid you have somebody to have your children and take care of them um so we birth the child we take care of the child Um. And. And, it's it's like the weirdest thing. Like this. Then again, it's like, serving, a purpose in, their life, but it's not a partnership. It's not like two people who are, you know, like really have a vision. You know financially they're you know like a partnership like you're moving in the same direction you have a you maybe even have a mission statement in your relationship <laughs> this is where we'd like to be in five years this is where we like to be in 20 years you know um you know how do we want to raise these children how 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 do I best support you to fulfill your your dreams how, how can i how can i how can i do anything in my power for your happiness there there are a lot and i'm going to say this is probably the same for women as well i'm not saying that this is exclusive to men cuz women have their own set of um and, the, and 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 i'm going to say i'm not sure people are doing this purposefully I think this is a really subconscious thing, you know, and women are just, you know, um, just take care of me, just, you know make sure that that the bills are paid and, you know and uh, and I'll just go over here and do this and make sure that the house is, is taken care of and um, go work out and and meet my girls for lunch you know i mean it's you know so you've got your your f- female version of this as well i mean everybody and their expectations for how somebody is going to take care of me <laughs> um but But I'm going back to, so this thing with, with, you know, and like the creepy guy, like, and I've had that, I've had that so many times in my life. I, I, as a female and as somebody who looks the part of being a submissive person, I look like a submissive person. If you were to just look at my, my, my skin, my hair, everything. I I look like my friends used to say, you look like you could do milk commercials. And they're right. I look very, um, like a very submissive type of person. And it's not to say that I'm not to some degree, but I think a lot of times I get mistaken for someone else. I'm mostly somebody not intelligent. <clears throat> and that may be just my perception, but... Um, so I, I've taken on this role like many times in my life and, um, and I can, I can actually sense like the creepy guy. I can sense, I have a sense of that. like he, like this creepy guy kind of thing where, um. And and that's why, like, it's sort of like throughout his life, everybody has known that Trump was this, like, um, sorority type privileged, you know, guy who really lacked boundaries with women and 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 i'm not even saying any of this is even true about him but but i don't think that he would ever have have said that that's not true about him he seemed to sort of like the the attention that he got from this Persona that he was sending out and and I've had to like deal throughout my life with this type of person, you know, this type of man and and not you know and actually on some occasions protect myself from them because they 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 take. They take from you sometimes when you are not giving it. They just take it. They want it and they just take it. <clears throat> but d- during the election, I had learned some things about him. I had had, um, like I had watched this documentary that I thought was incredible. It was on um, PBS, which where I live is like public broadcast um service or something i don't remember but um pbs had this special about and they had done this documentary on both of the candidates so it was on hillary and it was on on um trump and so i can tell you some of the things that i learned during that was like he grew up with um with a a like theology or a um sort of like science of mind um think yourself rich kind of um uh church like Pearl Vincent Pearl I, I'm is coming to mind. I'm not sure if that is true. But he um so he He grew up with this, um, which I totally understand, because I'm learning about this. So, he grew up actually going to one of these churches. Um, It's not like, it's not Christian science, but it's um, kind of a science of mind type of of religious upbringing, if you're gonna call it religious. And so he, he, um, that tells me a little bit about his mindset, but one of the things I was really taken back by was he was sent to military school when he was 14 because he couldn't, his, he seemed to have a very, very hard relationship with his dad. And I'm not sure if that's true or not, but and his parents and they they were having a hard time quote unquote controlling him and so they just sent him off to this school, which he actually, according to this documentary, thrived at he liked being away from his parents, he liked the structure, and he he thrived in this this military school and that really also like told me a lot about him like i as a school teacher and as someone who has worked in early childhood for many years, i mean th- these are children that are incredibly gifted um incredibly energetic, but they're they're not conformists. They're they're not going to conform to your, to your. It's like, so I can see this type of of child being very very difficult to, to control. And, and his parents basically kind of giving up on him and just letting it be somebody else's problem. You know, and I. I i I was just not even sure what that would do to you know it would be a very painful thing to have your parents just send you off. I would guess, but it seems like he actually made the best of it um and then the rest is just sort of throughout the years, you know, just hearing whatever I heard on on. Um you know, on the tabloids or whatever, or in the news <laughs> about him, you know, and then I think that I may have actually watched his show a couple of times, and i I think I had like some kind of like parting from his show about somebody that he fired. And it really bothered me that he fired that person because I really liked that person, and um and I was bothered that he fired them, but um none of it was really like to be taken seriously um, but okay, so fast forward to yesterday i'm I'm driving along and I'm. I'm triggered, so I'm automatically triggered by his name, his name, well, and it also there's just so much that goes on with it. It's like I'm rich, and you're not i I don't and I don't even know necessarily that rich people are wanting to put this off, but I think in some ways they might, like I belong to the country club, and you can't afford the country club. I mean there are some some perks to being rich and and having this this um persona of of wealth and that I've achieved this level of wealth and most have not and I think I think they enjoy that 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 aspect about it I'm um, some. I'm not saying all rich people are like this. I mean, I, <laughs> I had known uh, somebody in my life that I I won't say who he is, but he was rich. He wasn't as rich as Trump, of course, but <laughs> you would never have known had you seen him on the street that he was rich, by the way that he he, like dressed. He was so funny. He actually would not get haircuts and he never used shampoo he used to like wash his hair with like bar soap <laughs> and then he would cut his own hair and then if he accidentally had a bald spot he he would just use a sharpie and, and this is no, <laughs> he would use a sharpie to cover up his bald spot It's is so funny so not all rich people I can say that for sure give off this you know, this absolute haves and have-nots attitude. I'm um, so sorry for you. <laughs> oh, gosh. Anyway, so, um, so, but here is one thing that Trump and I have in common. It has always stood out to me like it's kind of stood out like a sore thumb in a way but it's been there and that is our suspicion about vaccinations our suspicion about vaccinations and autism and he's actually been laughed off the stage about this like people have been like openly rude to him about like being an anti-vaxxer you know and this subject comes up a lot um, It well not a lot but, but when it comes up it's so interesting to me because um, it, it, it has taken on a bigger space in my life having had a child with autism I feel like I am a better person to discuss this with than your average person because I have a child with autism and I have worked with a number of children with autism and so I I have appreciated the fact that Trump just didn't jump on this you know on that he would have the thoughtfulness to like say you know that there may be a coalition between autism and vaccinations and anyway so yesterday I, w- I was once again listening gosh and I don't know his name at all but I was listening to another interview by Brian Rose of London Real and this man was saying pretty much the same thing as David Ike, and then Doctor Batar, he was another like professional in the field, and he was incredibly believable. And he was saying very, very, very similar things um, about what is happening right now. What is what is really happening um, in this time of this pandemic that has basically stopped time like it's almost as if they should just call this year zero I mean honestly um, it has just been the weirdest time ever weird just weird and and I've had a a challenging time myself just figuring it out because they tend to be incredibly intuitive and um, and I get information from a lot of different places, and it's not usually the mainstream media. I mean, I'll listen to what they have to say sometimes but and I don't even have t v so um but all three of these people I think that perhaps David Ike was. Talking about it more than the other two but of the people that he interviewed, but they are they are suggesting, and this guy had actually this last guy had said what I have already seen, so let me get to the point. I saw this interview um from this girl who she and a she and a friend or something had gone to Wuhan to do some reporting and they wanted to come back to the states and they could not leave the country until they had been tested for COVID-19 and so they're at this station to get tested and then they have to put this app on their phone and then they, they get their test results through this app so they can take it to the you know be able to get on a plane to come home well this gentleman yesterday was saying that much that like it doesn't even necessarily have to be a a ch- microchip inside of us or a a tattoo I mean it could be as seemingly benign as an app on our phone which I personally thought was a little bit cool but then this man this third interview e had suggested um it, it's going to th- he had suggested that there is a possibility they could be the same as the way vaccinations are and even if it's as benign as the phone fo- the phone app it's still you may not be able to fly if you don't have the uh, the vaccine if you don't have the vaccine and you don't have proof of vaccination for the public health, we are going to make sure that you stay home and um and he and he got down to like a lot of different areas, like you may not be able to work at a place you may not your children may not be able to go to school your your even private schools he was talking about, and it's true. I have been able to luckily um I've been able to my children were able to go to school without full vaccinations um for those of you who haven't heard my my talk on vaccinations I had um vaccinated my oldest child and i and I had suspicions about it too. I'm just gonna say that. I had vaccinated him and he had his first seizure about two months after his first vaccination. And but I would also say that I really believe in the case of autism that there is some kind of genetic component. There's some kind of genetic component and then it is it is um exacerbated by environmental things like a difficult birth a some kind of trauma and vaccinations i do believe that vaccinations play can play a part in a child's neurological can affect the neurology of a child with the propensity toward autism i believe it completely it's sort of this this combination of things. It's like this um perfect storm. I don't I don't know that it's necessarily one thing. I have seen a child who was very very damaged like but she did not show symptoms of autism by by a vaccine. Like it was like she got the vaccine, she had to go to the hospital and her life was ever changed. And she had what Dr. Batar had spoken about which was cognitive um deficiencies throughout her life and motor she had a really hard time it just just really affected her development hugely and her mother has been taking care of her all of these years um (laughs) it's just so interesting you know it it's like, oh, yeah, that happens until it happens to your child. Uh, and and my issue with it all was why can't we just have a conversation? Why is every person who has any question about, about this thing that they're injecting into your body, like, ridiculed, called a moron? I mean, if I, I remember every once in a while I would touch on this, on, on... Twitter. I would just touch, I would just like put my little foot in the water and it was like attack. Like you are stupid. Like, you know, and the name calling, it's, you know, (laughs) it was astounding to me. Like, I'm not calling you for stupid, stupid for putting something in your child's body. You have no idea what it is. I'm not calling you stupid for trusting the government to care about you enough to not inject you with poison. Or in the case right now, I'm not saying you're stupid enough to get a vaccination that may have a tracking device in it. I usually don't say that kind of thing. And I actually don't even think that kind of thing so i expect you know to have the same kind of, of you know the same respect that i'm giving out and and over the years i have not gotten that i have been treated um you know very badly for and and you know you are just people have called me stupid for for not um going ahead or saying anything contrary to vaccinations so in my case I I when my son was four years old he did not have any more vaccinations he has never had another vaccination my oldest son after four and then my daughter I quit after two she was two years old and then my youngest I did not vaccinate him when he was very very young I did not um I I luckily thank God I had a pediatrician because my first pediatrician with him made me sign a disclaimer that if I did not have him vaccinated that I would not sue her for anything that might happen to him based on the fact that I made the choice not to vaccinate him So um but I don't really want to get deeply into that but I'm starting to have a bit of, of okay so wait a minute we may have like hopefully a stroke of luck in or not luck in having Trump in office right now if the goal is world vaccination and through this pandemic like it, it almost seems like they've been trying to do this for years and like setting us up but this time they were incredibly successful at shutting down the entire world I mean at least the known world I mean we haven't heard that much about Africa like there's some continents we really haven't like heard that much about, you know, like what's going on in Russia, <laughs> what's going on in, in, uh in, uh, Africa. I mean, I've thought about this, like, do they have any in Tunisia? I'm just, just wondering, um, <laughs> the countries that they want us. To, or maybe the countries they want to control, maybe they don't care about Africa, who cares about Africa? We'll just you know control the rest of the world. Um, we want to control the people who have can afford to buy phones but and then this this you know i've become like suspicious of this basic income idea that and my suspicion came from David Icke You know whenever the government gives you money you know can they say okay you you can get your incentive check if you get this vaccination you know um and so i i and i'm not sure what's going to happen with that i mean because I was telling my, my friend, my friend and I have been walking and we do a lot of talking about these subjects. And I was saying that that I feel like the general public in the United States would be more likely to vote for him if they were getting incentive checks. I mean, not incentive checks, getting um, these stimulus Package checks like to help in this time if they were getting a basic income they may feel like kind of indebted to him to vote for him because that's never really been done before I mean I remember maybe during Bush's um there was these stimulus checks that were sent out I think but they weren't even near what this one was and, um, b- but David Ike had suggested that that it's like buyer beware on this thing because if they, if the government gives you money, they can control you. They could conceivably say you can't get this check. Without proof of immunizations, or they could um, control you in other ways, which I'm I'm not really sure. I don't understand this all. I mean, I really don't. I don't understand, like especially this part of annihilating the medium to small business, which is what. David Ike had said that this was about as well he said that and and i'm I'm just sitting and i'm like and it's true this guy yesterday in this interview, I can't remember his name, I'm so sorry um he has said that you know it is suspicious that all the big chains you know Amazon hasn't shut down, Walmart hasn't shut down um the major food food um Outlets have not shut down, but your, but your basic, you know, little places have shut down. He was also talking about something that made me exceedingly sad and also plays into, I just put out a podcast called Milk. And if you are interested in this, you really should go to my podcast about that um because i was excited about what is happening in the sense that it really has pushed the community that i live in toward the family farm i have been going to the farmers market in my town for many years i'm i'm really really weird about food i and i absolutely love food but i really really believe in the idea that a happy egg comes from a happy chicken um, and most of the food that that is presented to us, it just doesn't have high nutritional quality. It just doesn't. When you go to um, your basic egg, you go buy your basic egg. It's from a chicken that was farmed who had a horrible life. A horrible, horrible life. And so... Um, this, but this guy had suggested the, that I heard this interview today that some farmers had been mandated that they had to euthanize their lives, their livestock, their their beef. They had to euthanize their beef, and and that these farmers were really upset because he they knew that people would want to to buy that beef for their nutrition and i was astounded i cannot imagine a, a government like requiring that it it just it just blew my mind to hear that i was really sad but in our community that that i don't know that that's happening in the community that i live in and our farmers market every single week has been doubling its orders just double 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 i mean it took a couple of weeks to like get it together because i mean if you can imagine they usually bring their their goods to sell to a market and then all of a sudden they can't go to market so they really did an excellent job if you think about it getting the whole thing online so they, you make your order and then you drive through. But see, even that is so, so like, it's sad in comparison to what it was. I mean, it was so cool to go every week to your, your it's the highlight of your week. One of the, I work for a school that is a very holistic type of education for students. It's a Waldorf school. Um, Rudolf Steiner um, is the founder of Waldorf Education and he um, and so I work with a staff my staff mates um, are very holistic in their idea like one of them was saying going to get her her vegetable basket was the highlight of her week but this was the other thing that I appreciate about the staff that I work with. That I think that a lot of them would be understand where I would be coming from regarding vaccinations. Um, and I, and even to get that job, I had to prove um, measles vaccination. Which actually, the measles max vaccination is the one that I'm the most concerned about. I know I'm I'm kind of rambling to different topics, but I really want to point this out. So yesterday I was at um a different patient Right now I'm doing two different jobs. I've taken on a second job. So I'm working two jobs right now. Um and I went to my second job yesterday and I was talking a little bit to one of my workmates about vaccinations and she was like talking about when her daughter was born there was all this talk about vaccinations and and autism and she and she she was kind of in the camp that this really bothered her and that they debunked any connection between autism and vaccinations but she didn't know she was going to be saying this to And I'm pretty open-minded and I'm, you know, I, but I told, I did tell her in a very gentle way what my thoughts are. It's more so, I, I just don't understand why we can't talk about this. And, and the, and, but, and the man who did this study years ago that made this connection What his argument was, was it was when they put the measles, mumps, and rubella together that the incidence of autism rose. And it didn't just rise. It rose in several countries that started doing this. And he found this correlation, some kind of correlation between, um, between that rise in autism and this cocktail of vaccinations that it shocked their system. And then he was very quickly debunked. And, and this is something that I'm very suspicious of because I find that anybody who goes against a corporation, like whoever sells this cocktail, or in the government, who's insisting on it to one degree or another, the whole medical community, they don't want this information out. So they just say, oh, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. It was a bad study. It's debunked. There's no truth to it. Here, yeah, don't look at that file. And... And he was, and I find that this happened, but, okay, and then now I'm going to bounce again, so stay with me. In this interview that I heard yesterday, um, this, on Brian Rose of London Real, he did an, this interview yesterday, and this man was talking about the studies that have been like how they came up with the death count and how they um, actually made the testing for this COVID-19, how they, the testing isn't done right. Somehow he has figured that out. And so I was... It wasn't that I, but there was this like flashback to when I was hearing that to this, you know, that they, somebody looked at this guy's study and said, nope, he didn't do this correctly. And where I'm at with all this and have been for many years is that I don't understand why. they can't look at this study and see okay well what can we do with this because there are very few parents okay the man who had done the study about odds that had linked autism to the measles mumps and rubella together has suggested doing these vaccinations on a different timeline he didn't even suggest not doing them but he just suggested doing them on a different timeline so that, or separately, so that they don't shock the baby's system. Or at least this is the way I remember it. I could be wrong. But that's the way I remember that study. Because most parents would be willing to take their child to the pediatrician on a different time, time frame if they knew their child would not get autism had a less chance of getting autism and so this is what bothers me is that is that i don't understand why we can't work together as a community and say yes since since the measles and mumps and rubella have been together there's been this rise let's look at this Let's just look at this. Okay, let's look at this study and look at other studies. Let's look at these studies and see what we can do. Let's try doing these these immunizations, not in a cocktail, and see if the incidence of of autism goes down. And the incidence of autism has not gone down, but there's a multitude of reasons for why. That is the truth. It's not just one thing like a lot of times there's like the, there's like multiple things going on and and it's really really challenging to find like one defining factor like why is your child autistic and it's like okay my child is autistic because he had a pre pre-existing he was born with a genetic marker for autism he had a really really hard birth and then he got an immunization that did it it affected his neurology my my child also has cerebral palsy he has a touch of cerebral palsy and i believe it came from his birth um and so it's like why can't we talk about these things like i don't understand but instead oh no you know it had been suggested that parents would stop taking their children. That they would not bring them back to have the other immunizations. That had been suggested. And I just, i it's like, I don't understand why why the public cannot be trusted with the truth. Except that maybe we can't be trusted with the truth. So in wrapping this up, (laughs) and I started with Trump, because I'm, I'm feeling like really this strange, like, like, gladness that he is the president right now, because I think he may put a kibosh on this immunization requirement. He may be a bump in their road. And then he's also trying to put us back to work. He's trying to put us back to work. And so which I think is actually a good thing. Um and I I mean and I I'm not gonna go picket about it and I and I but I understand like it seems like he's not of the camp to like ruin so many businesses in the town that I'm living in it has been really heavily hit by this like a lot of businesses have gone under and I don't know if they'll be able to come back <clears throat> I just don't know I don't know what's going to happen to the school system in, in our country I don't know what's going to happen like I, I, the future is just it's just Gonna be different. It may be different, um, and it may need to be different, um, and I'm willing to, um, but it seems that this has been a really effective way of, like, literally, like keeping us in our houses, this social isolation for a purpose and this fear you know for the greater good have this vaccination and it's all just the strangest time it's all just the strangest time it would be really really nice if we like as a scientific and the scientific community could come together, like the medical could come together, if we if we could just be smart about this and really come together and figure this out, um, <clears throat> instead of it sort of being figured out for us. I mean, because it. I mean what I'm hearing from all three of these people to one degree or another is this has been a sinister plot. It has been a sinister plot to control us, to control our movements and in some ways our money. Like the other thing that I, that David Ike had spoken about in previous interviews that I had heard was going to a paperless society and what I've noticed is that there's a number of places that will not take cash anymore because it's dirty the cash they're saying that cash is physically dirty so you can only use a credit card and <laughs> and so and I didn't know that that would actually ever happen because I personally like money I like money a lot. <laughs> I like what it feels like um, i'm going to end this podcast, but i'm going to tell you this quick story just because I thought it was so funny. I used to um I used to go to this bank and cash my check my paycheck and it, it served a couple of purposes. The first purpose was that if I put that check in my checking account at like Chase it would take a couple days to actually go through to pay bills and I had bills to pay so I would go to the bank with which the check had been derived and I would cash it and I would get all these hundreds so I would get you know however many hundreds and I would just hold them in my hand and I would actually take pictures of this money and so I would hold this money in my hand and and then I would go and I would deposit it into my bank to pay bills (laughs) but I would just I would just so enjoy this money I would actually take pictures of it and um And I just love what money does for me. I really do. I like to be able to um, buy my children the things that they want to need. And and I just love money. (laughs) But anyway, I'm going to end this podcast. I thank you for listening. And I will be back with other topics. And that's a wrap.